Charity begins at home and then spreads abroad. That applies to your time, your treasures, your wisdom and knowledge, and yes, your leadership. Go with me on a little but not so distant detour into how your leadership impacts your family and how you strengthen your family's connections to one another with the same leadership practices used in the workplace. If you are new to our podcast community, welcome. And if you are a returning listener, welcome back. We certainly hope that you find something within today's episode that will allow you to think intently about how you are loving and leading. So in this episode, we want to drop some nuggets on love them and lead them. And our very first one that we want to drop for you is, and you've heard this before, but we're giving it to you in a different vein. But we want you to make sure that you follow your vision. All right. So I'm sure that you're saying, but wait, are we talking about family or are we talking about the workplace? Well, guess what? We're talking a little bit of both, but more specifically, how those core values that you hold relative to leadership directly impacts and connects to how your family is counting on you to love them and lead them. So how are you doing that in the best way possible and How are you doing it so much so that you leave a legacy of leadership? Perhaps you've heard me say how important it is to not only establish a vision, but to lead to the vision that you have actually established. That means that once you purpose it in your head and your heart, everything that you say needs to align to that vision because the choices you make today dictate your life. Now, believe it or not, when you make the decision to have a family, you are in fact crafting a vision for how you want your family to thrive. So as you begin to shape and even reshape that vision, I want you to think about the key considerations that you are making on a day-to-day basis to not only make sure that that vision is realized, but that it also permeates your legacy. Now, visioning for your family might be a little bit different than what you might do within the workplace environment. But you also may find that crafting a vision for your family changes often because life just has its ups and downs, right? And other things do come into play that could perhaps cause things to fluctuate a bit more than they would so in the workplace. But as we continue to delve into this topic, I encourage you to really think about how you are envisioning a life for yourself and your family that includes where they are, but most importantly, don't miss this, where they're going. There's a saying that I have often used in raising my own children, and that is, sometimes you get to the point in life where you have to pull back in order to grow. And as you know, there comes a time when the vision doesn't always manifest itself the way you had intended. And when that happens, it's not uncommon to take a step back and think about whether or not the vision is truly aligned to where you're going, not necessarily where you are. So don't be afraid to step back reassess, and in some cases, 
change the path that you're taking in order to go where you desire to go. See why having the vision is so important right here? So although you have the vision, your path get to get there could perhaps change. But it's necessary that you know exactly where you're going and where you desire to be. Now, let's kind of look at that in the context of our family and our children. Now, I don't know about you, but when I have observed my children going down the wrong path, there were sacrifices that I personally had to make in order to reposition them for success. And I know I'm not alone in saying that we do all kinds of things for our children just so that they can have a life that not only suits them, but one that they would be proud of. But what does that really look like, though? It looks like allowing that child to come back home when he or she finds that the plans that they had, to, that they were living, didn't quite work out in the best interest of achieving the financial freedom that they desired. It might even look like downsizing for yourself so that you both can reestablish yourselves and allow an opportunity to create a better financial or mental health situation. Whatever the scenario that you face, there is absolutely nothing wrong with shifting your vision and pulling back so that your family can, in fact, grow even more. What does that have to do with leadership? Everything. The way in which you lead your family makes a huge difference in how they, in turn, lead their lives. You know, as I continue to connect with my daughters and watch them blossom into their adulthood, we often engage in conversations where they kind of say that I'm that they're blaming me for some of the choices that they made and all I do is just laugh at it. But they like to constantly remind me of things that I either never told them or I haven't prepared them for, which of course I don't agree. But after I give distinct reminders of lessons that I was even trying to teach them or trying to guide them on or just really trying to get them to pay more attention to, it seems as if when I'm doing this, they get amnesia about that entire process. <laughs> uh, we laugh a lot about it and about how much I push them to think on their own and be on their own by not allowing them to escape the opportunity where they can solve their challenges on their own. You see, I really want them to take pride in the decisions that they make. And so I often utilize the same strategies in my family as I do in the workplace when I teach people how to make those decisions by teaching them how to think about their own choices. A funny story, my youngest daughter especially likes to make fun of me by saying that my parenting style is that of pushing them out there in the world to let them figure it out. Well, I can't deny that I've done that several times because I really just believe in the power of them being accountable to their decisions. Now, don't get me wrong. I have worked tirelessly to share knowledge, wisdom, and strategies with my girls. And any mom who is always being prompted for information knows exactly what I'm talking about. But if your children are anything like mine's, 
I'm sure you could say they probably don't believe that fat meat is greasy until you fry it up and show them. So I like to leverage my leadership within my family and especially at this adult phase in their lives by using the same strategies as those that I use in my professional world. I ask thought-provoking questions that guide them to think on their own. Children these days think that you are so old that the things you've gone through don't even resemble anything that they're going through. And as the old saying goes, there's nothing new under the sun. So I've taken opportunities such as this to really help them see how they have to rest on their own thoughts and intentions, use the data that's around them to drive their decision-making, and be comfortable and confident in how they want to live their lives with the decisions that they make. Realizing one thing, and I shared this earlier, that every decision made impacts the rest of your life in some way. And it took me a long time to realize that. But once I did, I chose better. So in loving them and leading them, we may want to take caution in responding to every call, every time they say, Mom, Dad, what should I do about this or that? Let's join forces to get our families in a position to think for themselves. Now, we certainly want to be that voice of reason, nothing wrong with that, but I still admonish you to really think about how you are teaching them to think so that they don't feel compelled to come to you for everything, thus becoming better leaders themselves. So, in what way are you leading through your parenting such that it raises their level of confidence, builds their self-esteem, and strengthens their mental health? Whatever parenting style you've adopted, whether they're young, children, adolescents, young adults, or even older adults, no matter what parenting style you've adopted, I want to encourage you that while you continue to love them, there are still ways that your influence can also lead them. And one last thing, keep those ties close. Bring those adult babies back home from time to time to pick up some nuggets from your nest. Now, don't go anywhere. Our next two segments are sure to add something to your leadership path as you showcase your influence to the world. Our Boss People Making Boss Moves segment is where we like to highlight influential people in our communities who are in fact making boss moves. And hot off of our uh, just influence, our circles, is Kentanji Brown Jackson, the first African-American female to serve on the U.S. Supreme Court. Talk about loving them and leading them. The picture of the proud expression captured by a photographer of her daughter and the way in which she was looking at her and, and just the, the expression on her face, that picture made its way around the world. Talk about a legacy of leadership. And so I salute you, Kentanji. I appreciate all that you've done to pave the way for all the people, not just African-Americans, not just females, but all of us. Thank you for being a boss and making boss moves in 
everybody's community. Now, what's next is what's lit in literature. And this is where we like to share something that we are currently reading that we believe will strengthen you in your leadership journey. And I really want to highlight a book that I'm so excited came across my path. The book is called The Memo by Minda Hartz. What Women of Color Need to Know to Secure a Seat at the Table. Now, in this book, Minda gives a very relatable scope to things that women of color encounter on their climb. She shares a comedic approach of sorts to those circumstances and does not neglect to share tips and strategies of how to avoid those circumstances that we encounter on our way to the top. This is truly a self-help book, let me tell you. And I really, truly love how she opens the Let's Work chapter with a phrase. And I want to really capture it here. So in chapter 10 of the Let's Work chapter of the memo, it reads, One of the most annoying things about some people that make it to the top is that they don't always share their secret sauce. Let me tell you. Not only did she share her secret sauce, it is sprinkled throughout this literary work. And I invite you to get your copy soon. That's The Memo by Minda Hartz. Now, as we prepare to close this episode, we want to remind you of the importance and power in loving who you lead. And whether that's your family or your direct reports, do know that love goes a long way in influencing others and in impacting the people who impact the world. Thanks for joining us. Make it a great day. Hey, leaders. What stuck with you from today's topic that you'd like to share with someone you're building? Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to In The Lead Podcast with Kim Harris. Thanks for listening.